0: Town Hall Academy episode 2.
1: Discipline is in my mind a false thing if you read the book the one thing. Discipline can only be, you know, maintained for so long but those habits will take over when discipline starts to break down but accountability partners will, is what gets you there. Welcome
0: automotive aftermarketers to a remarkable results radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, AfterMarketers, to the matching audio podcast of the Town Hall Academy video on resolutions. Carm Capriato here, your host. This Academy was first broadcast in January 2017. It was very apropos to be discussed as the year started, but it delivers great wisdom anytime you listen. As you know, in the Academy, we take a single topic each week with an industry panel, and we broadcast it live Fridays at 12 noon Eastern on my webinar platform and on Facebook. You can learn all about connecting at this URL, RemarkableResults.biz slash townhall. Now see the show notes for this Town Hall Academy at RemarkableResults.biz A002, and there you'll find my guest BIOS. I understand that not everyone has the time to sit in front of a video screen or be on Facebook, and that's the power of podcasting, the digital audio broadcasts that is so portable and easy to find. Now, every Academy session is on my website, learning page, or on my YouTube channel, and now you have the additional resource of having the town hall in podcast format. And if you have my iOS or Android app, you'll find the Academy episodes there also. Now, I guarantee powerful education in each episode. See, it's your peers who put on this tutoring and share with you their ideas, best practices, and insights into what works for them and where they've had their own success and challenges. Mostly, we're here to spread wisdom and experience. It's like a documentary, but in simple terms, it's a seminar and transfer of knowledge for you. Keep in mind, every guest is offered to present and has the passion for the subject. You now have another powerful resource of educational content inside the Remarkable Results Radio brand. Use it to improve your knowledge base and success, and schedule a lunch and learn with your team. The library of episodes grows each week. My passion is to be the catalyst for the storehouse of wisdom and knowledge that exists in the aftermarket and serve it up for you in this powerful digital audio space. Thanks for being here, and by your support, you keep the wheels churning. For both you and me. Now, listen to Resolutions 2017 with Barry Barrett, Bill Nelu, and Jerry Kabitzky. Here we go. Resolutions. In preparation, I realized that we shouldn't st- we shouldn't just talk about the things that we want to do, but we needed to talk about the concept of really implementing and getting it done. And so, I started to think about I should I should read more, travel more, uh, learn something new because I'm a perpetual student. I got to get better organized, I need to save more, spend less, slow down, lose weight. I don't know if any of these things sound familiar to anybody. And those are the things that we just kind of keep rolling and rolling in our head. I guess we're bombarded by, you know, it's a new year and we need to change and we need to improve. And any time I've ever set out on that stuff, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, by the second week of January, they're gone. I I don't remember any of them. So I I figured if we were going to have a discussion on resolutions, what are the top reasons people don't set goals?
1: So there are four, I believe, the top reasons. Uh, One thing that that I just happened to say one day in a meeting was a goal without passion is a chore, but a goal with passion is a calling. Ah, I love that. When you try to set goals and you don't have a passion behind it, you're, you're surely going to fail. So the number one reason that people don't set goal is fear. And my mentor, is Zig Ziglar, said that goal or fear is false evidence appearing real and it's acrostic. So when, when you fear... Setting something, and there's a lot of fears. You know, we look at the different different fears in life. One is the fear of failure. Uh, Basically, if 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 I don't set it, you know, I can I can't fail.
0: John Maxwell wrote a great book, "Failing Forward."
1: John Maxwell is the best in leadership, I believe, in the world.
0: (laughs) So, how do I take a goal? or a resolution which is what i really think you're saying let's turn turn a resolution into a goal forget this resolution stuff resolutions it's just a word it means nothing because people don't do resolutions but they do do goals so how do you break uh, a goal down into some like bite sized manageable i can do
1: areas yeah the bite sized stuff right hurricanes and tornadoes get all the publicity but uh termites do more damage than both of them put together right so when you sit there and you take a goal you have to bite-size it down for instance you know I set a goal to be my best uh, healthiest year ever so I know that I have to get up every day and do something for 30 minutes to work out and then eat right so bite-sized I just start with 30 minutes The, the the idea is to get up to an hour And then eating healthy was one of the big things. So I said to myself, I said, self, because I talk to myself a lot. I said, self, what do I struggle with the most? Is it working out or is it something else? And I said, something else. So what I did is I wrote down what in my life am I not taking a 100% ownership of? And the thing was, is what I'm putting in my mouth, the food that goes in my mouth, because I've never accidentally eaten anything. And so now I have a little bitty book. I paid $6 buck for, six for it. It's got a University of Kentucky Wildcats on the front, so I know I use it. And I write down literally everything that I put in my mouth, no matter what it is. So I went to my brother's shop the other day, and he had pizza. And not only do they have pizza, They accidentally brought two orders, and I thought, man, I'd love some pizza. But I knew that if I put that pizza in my mouth that I had to write it down. So that's bite-sized.
0: Discipline. That's what I continue to think about every time you mention got to write it down. You know, but how could you refuse a piece of pizza?
1: Oh, because I had to write it down. I'll give you another reason that I had to refuse that pizza. Joe Hanson's on the line right now, and every week— Me and Joe Hansen meet for about an hour that turns into about two hours. And so we are going through a book right now, and it's Darren Hardy, uh, The Compound Effect. And basically it is you make choices, then you create habits, and then you go get momentum. So not only do I have to write that down, and I don't have to write it down. Like, I, I got to tell Joe Hansen about it this week. So discipline is, in my mind, a false thing. If you read the book, The One Thing. Discipline can only be, you know, maintained for so long. But those habits will take over when discipline starts to break down. But accountability partners will, is what gets you there.
0: Jerry, how do you keep score of what you actually got done? If we listen to what Barry says and you write him down and have goals, do you love checking things off the box?
2: Well, that's what I'm terrible at, uh, in a lot of respects. And I want to go back to resolution. Resolution is simply agreeing to do something or not do something. We started off in January because that's a fresh start. We always want a fresh start. So that's why we usually do things in January rather than, you know, later on. But in some cases, I would say that you don't need to wait until January. One of the things I did is about three years ago, I just started getting to the point where I felt down with the business. You know, i have been here for a long, long time and just, you know, it was routine and so on and so forth. And what I ended up doing is mentally thinking, okay, I just purchased a business. It's a turnkey operation. Now what do I need to do to improve it? And I went from there and I didn't wait until January to do that. It was just a mental thing of saying, let's start fresh. What do I need to do to improve this business? And that helped tremendously. Back to your original question as far as keeping track. uh, What I have is a bulletin board right above my uh, desk right now. And I set up some goals and I have them up there. And yeah, I'm checking off uh, like one of the things that I just completed on. I checked it off. It's sitting in front of me so I can look at those goals and make sure that I take care of them.
0: These aren't personal goals that are in somewhere emblazoned in the back of your mind. These are public goals. Now, your team knows what they are. Have you asked them, hey, make make sure I get this stuff done?
2: I've done two things. One is I brought in Rocky, who's uh, from Beamer and Benz, and he is now my partner, in making sure I do something. He's my accountability partner. So just like Barry was saying he's got an accountability partner, I think that is so important to have someone that will tell you, hey, you're sloughing off or did you get this stuff done?
0: I think you've just drilled into something so important here, that accountability partner. I am a huge believer in that. And and I don't think, as good as you may be, CEO of GM, somewhere along the line, Uh, we're all human and we always have a tendency to sometimes take the path of least resistance. Uh, You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You can't be a superstar 110% of the time. And so you brought in Rocky and Rocky's going to, uh, did you share with Rocky the things that you want to get accomplished and do?
2: I emailed him. And then, uh, what we're doing is every Monday, we're going to Skype together for an hour and just, he's going to give me what he wants to do. I'm going to tell them what I want to do and then what we accomplish during the week. So that's an accountability. And I think, you know, like how many actors don't have coaches? How many professional athletes don't have coaches? It's what's important, but we don't as a, a human being, it's like we don't want that. We don't want somebody that we're accountable to. And that's the best thing to be successful.
0: We're driving into uh, an interesting realm, Barry. We're talking about coaches, we're talking about mentors, we're talking about accountability partners. This whole thing may just get this kind of flavor that says, okay, get the resolutions, but get someone to help you with them.
1: Yeah, let let me tell you, you guys are getting me fired up because this is is my favorite (laughs) subject in the whole world. Uh, every week, I have a, a list of coaching customers that that someone like Jerry would hire me to train their people. So we've got somebody paying someone for someone to uh, really for me to coach them, and they didn't really it wasn't their idea. <laughs> so you got to get them fired up first, because people, if they don't understand why, if they don't understand their why, they're not going to do what you ask them to do. And that's another way of me saying, I care about you to know enough about you to get you motivated enough to, to do what you do. And so... Every coaching call, I say, listen, you need to answer three questions when we get off here. You have to take 10 minutes right after we get off here, and I want I want, I want want to hear the top three takeaways that you got from this conversation. The second thing that I want you to do is tell me why they were your three top takeaways, and the third thing I want you to do is tell me how you're going to implement these three in the next two weeks. So you, you, you need to email me that, and you need to carbon copy Jerry on it. So Jerry knows what we talked about and what your commitment to yourself was. Not Jerry's commitment, not me, but
0: your commitment to you. So wait a minute. You're saying that you become the coach, Jerry becomes the accountability partner? Is that what you're saying? We're all in it together. So you're really saying what, why, and how— has to be. It's, it's almost like creating a plan around a goal and then putting timelines and responsibility pieces in there.
2: A lot of times we're in an industry and we say, okay, well, if we're going to have an accountability pro- uh, partner, we need somebody that is in the same industry. I don't think that's true. I no. was thinking of getting my dentist. Uh, he was one of the people that I was thinking about. Because if you look at it, he's got to bring in customers. He's got to satisfy customers. He does advertising. He does a lot of the stuff that I do. He just doesn't work on cars. He works on teeth. You could get somebody in the service industry. Now, probably I would not want to get somebody that is totally unrelated industry that doesn't deal with customers, you know, they their government worker or something like that, that they have nothing to do with what we do. But I don't think an accountability partner necessarily has to be somebody in the same industry. It can be somebody that is in a, a service industry that would be similar that to make you you know check up on you.
0: Hello, hello there. Hi Joe. How are you? This is really cool. You think about this platform. Joe's watching Barry drops a bomb and says, "I work with Joe Hansen every week and uh so Joe, how how uh, how much do you appreciate what you're doing with with Barry to accomplish uh not resolutions but corporate company goals?"
3: I love it. It definitely keeps me on track like Barry was saying what the With the pizza i don't need pizza but i got other (laughs) vices that i have to hold myself accountable to um but it doesn't make to say you know what i'm not gonna i don't want to do that because i don't want i don't want barry to you know beat me up about it
0: and isn't that one of the biggest secrets when you share Uh, i've always um, told this story about going to bed at night and put your head on the pillow. And if you've not told anyone what you expected to do that day, the only one you're kidding is yourself, and, and that's that's why it's so so important. It's, it's almost you know, spouses, partners, um, subordinates. Uh, it just when, the minute you share, the dynamic becomes so much bigger and stronger, doesn't it? And Barry, so I have to ask if I would go to you. Say you were my you were my accountability partner, and I says I'm thinking of, if I say I'm thinking of. And I was just kind of really looking for a mentor thing going. Would you hold me accountable for something I was thinking about?
1: So I would qualify your goal first. So when you say I'm thinking of, you're really saying I have a goal or a resolution, whatever word you want to use. I have a, this, this is my goal. Uh, one of and to answer your question, one of the people that 's online I see here is zach hoyt he 's a customer of mine he 's a a a service advisor of mine that that, that I help, and we work together i 'm calling him to he asked me to call him tomorrow because we 're working on health goals together and so he 's thinking of health goals so every every day I have him in a group with and i 'm in this group and it 's a workout group so every day. We're on Facebook. You can't see it because you're not in the group, right? And we have to post a workout and a healthy meal. Zach's been killing it. So I'm thinking of, I start to qualify these goals. So I have, I have five questions to qualify that goal and then a followed up by seven questions to qualify after we've qualified with five.
0: I'm moved by that. And what you just introduced to me is this technology piece of accountability did you ever see what was going on around uh facebook where guys were doing i think 72 push-ups in honor of uh, some war heroes it was it was 22 i'm sorry yeah because i never think i could do 72 so they were doing 20 did you participate in that
1: um i I've had three people do it. I'm a former jarhead, so I had to do it. I didn't post every day because I don't really like doing that. I want to. I try to post a positive uh, quote every day, not because I want you to see me as smart, because that's what I'm thinking of that day. That's what I'm struggling with that day, and it's a word that hit me that I can implement. Maybe I can affect other people's lives as well.
0: I love your daily motivation, by the way. I just want to say it, and you're right. Being in a group and having to use Facebook as a level of accountability to show the actions that you're doing. I love the idea. We should maybe do more on that. Jerry, I interrupted you about three minutes ago.
2: What I was thinking of, I was going to tell a quick story of the of, uh, importance of written goals.
4: Ah, hey, Bill. Hey, guys. Oh, I baby. Sorry to be running late. I, I, I blame Steve Jobs for all of it. I'm not responsible for any of it.
0: Jerry, you hold your thought. Let me do some honors here. Bill Nalu is the president of Interstate Auto Care in Madison Heights, Michigan, has been in business for 30 years. Listen, we did a podcast together. Bill, what was the number of it? Well, we did,
4: uh, I don't know, it was 39, I think it was, and then we did uh, E-Myth, and I think we did
0: the... Yeah, we did a couple. He's one of, one of my favorite... Uh, one of my favorite guests, but you've got to listen to 39. It's an extremely emotional episode. It's one of my faves. Now, he currently spends about 60 hours a week. Oh, man, you are a busy guy. And he works to collaborate with industry professionals in building today's high-tech old-fashioned customer service systems and he currently serves on several industry educational advisory councils including auto value bumper to bumper dormant industries and he also hangs out at cardone industries and tells them how to you know what what his expectations are so thanks for joining us never too late to have bill naylu on here jerry the second time i've interrupted you i'm sorry back to your thought
2: i'm going to piggyback on barry and you know all the stuff that he's writing in that uh, when I bought this company uh, originally, I s- set a five-year plan, and I was very detailed in the five-year plan. And everything of that five-year plan came true, the amount of employees I had, the volume I had, so on and so forth. But I remember after the five years, I looked at everything, and then I looked at the plan again. I forgot to put profit in there. I had the sales, and I had everything else. And so after five years, I, you know, i was making a decent living and everything, but I had no real profit. When we talk about goal setting, we really need to get detailed like what Barry's saying uh, to make sure that we cover everything, because otherwise you'll, you'll be after five years say, oops.
0: Okay, so let me give you an example. Having worked in the uh, corporate world, and we would sit down and, and build our five-year strategic plan... When do you think and of course everyone was assigned goals and projects and timelines to accomplish their area of specialty or expertise when do you think we would revisit the five year plan Jerry after a year Yeah well it was really evaluated very heavily after a year but you sat down in year 3 and created a brand new five year plan and and if you think about that leaping that had to happen Things are changing so fast, Te- technology, the speed of business today, that it's just so damn important to uh, never set a five-year anything on the shelf. <laughs> I know. And um, and even for my, my business here. So, Bill, a couple of the th- pointers that you wanted to make, Bill, was that time is... Such a valuable element in our university, and you know Barry, I think that is one of the biggest things that anyone here can stop and figure out is that I, I want to do all these great things. How do I fit it into my life right bill
4: it 's literally the most expensive uh, commodity in our universe, uh, you know and uh, when I had sent you back the, the the points that I was trying to make was you know why is it not on the periodic charts with all the chemistry that makes up this universe? Why the hell isn't time uh, on there? And yet, and yet, time is is a purely invented concept. I mean, time—we invented time. The, the calendar mm-hmm. wasn't here when uh, when we came out of the water and started growing legs and, and hands, right? It, we invented time, and yet it's the most valuable, precious resource. And we just—forgive me—but we piss it away. Just amazing what we do, what I do, right? What, what it's incredible how we waste time. Uh, in the doing, in the doingness, where you know, where who was it that said, you know, you, you keep you keep uh, doing, and what you end up with is a pile of doo doo at the end of your life, right? When do you finally get to sit there and just be something? Sometimes today I'm taking the day off. Uh, that's one of my New Year's resolutions. I worked seven days last week, and uh, and this week I am resolved to uh, to have Fridays as sort of my my play date with my best friend, who's my wife. And so we're going to try to do that. I told her, as long as I can have noon to one today.
0: I have to tell you, I thank all the wives that have worked so carefully with my guests and and the and the husbands because we've got a lot of the women uh, on the show uh and a really funny really quick story we're, we're getting ready to do uh the uh, the sell your business prepare your business for sale and one of the guests is going to be in mexico at the time and he just sold his business and he wants to be on and he wants to talk about it and i said wait a minute what a great idea you're in mexico having a margarita you come on you know town hall live Please get permission from your wife first. <laughs> That's what I asked. Got it? Uh, they're so excited to come on and share. So, Bill, uh, you, your point is so well taken. Uh, where do we find time for ourselves? You know, Barry, in the earlier segment, oh, maybe about ten, fifteen minutes ago, you were you were talking about almost deliberately. If you're going to exercise between eight and eight thirty or eight eight and nine, it had to be on the calendar. If not, you may never ever get to it. Is that true?
1: Right. So when we were talking about life, I I divide my life up into seven categories, and I measure myself. It's a wheel of life, and you know we're in the car business, which I love. And so when you when your car your tire wheel is out of balance, it it creates chaos, and so. In these seven areas of life, I have seven mentors. I have seven people that I've reached out and said, I want you because I would trade places with you in this area of my life, and I want you to to help mentor me. Me and Joe, we we meet together on our minds. Joe is my mind mentor. Um, So seven areas. And then what I do is I take and I have four goals every week. No more. And then I have a performance planner that I write all of those goals and then all of my activities out to make sure that I'm hitting those four goals. And that's, you got to be very uh, intentional about all this. If you look back here, there's a flipboard. Every night, we, me and my wife, and my two kids sit down at dinner and we write the goals out for each. Person, when they get and my, da- my daughter's eight. Well, what kind of goals should, could she have? She wants to be a painter, so we write that goal down and say, "What are you doing to achieve that dream?" And that's vision casting. Powerful stuff. Do
0: you talk about the next day that you did or didn't accomplish those goals? Are you talking about daily goals, or are you talking about lifelong goals? Every day that you write.
1: What I do is I pick four goals that I have to accomplish this week. I spend 30 30 minutes on Sunday identifying those four things. So if it's health, health showing up at the top every week. And then every day, I've spent 14 minutes, which is 1% of your day, 14 minutes in the morning planning my day. And then I go about hitting each one of those four goals, and then there's seven parts. Well, some of those parts get a negative. They get no, you know, like my social goal. If I hit a so a per a a friend goal every day, that means I'm spending entirely too much time with my friends, not enough with my family. They don't all get my attention. Barry, I got a question for you. I, yes, I've sir. Got a, I've got
4: a couple. We're we're about to be empty nesters soon. I've got a, uh, a son in college, and I've got a daughter who's a senior in high school. And I, I, my question to you is. How do you, culturally speaking, our Western culture tells us that you got to do, 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 you got to cram 48 hours of, of work in 24-hour day, and we mm-hmm. celebrate that. And then it should be celebrated to, to, to that extent, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: One of my favorite stories was a, a an accomplished young man who was always at the top of his class, got through college, went to a, a Tibetan monk to study uh, about the meaning of life. So he knocks on the door and he... He says, well, I've got all these things that I've accomplished and I, I want to study. I want to figure out how do I become whole? I've done all these things, but I still don't feel happy yet. And how do how do I – how can I do even more than I'm doing now? And so he sits him down. He says, would you like a cup of tea? And he says, yeah. I said, so tell me about yourself. And so he starts pouring the tea. And this young man begins to say, well, I was a valedictorian of my, my class. And I was, I was the class president. And the tea keeps pouring. And all of a sudden now the tea starts flowing past the saucer uh, – past the – the cup and into the saucer the young man pauses for a second and and the monk says to him keep going please and uh so now he says to him well, i went to college and i got a degree in medicine and i served overseas and and now the cup now the tea has poured all over the saucer all over the table and all over his lap and all but the- now he says to him now he says stop she says stop stop says, what are you doing he says, what are you doing old man he goes what am i doing he says you've got you've poured tea all over my lap what's what are you doing he says young man he says with all of that you've accomplished you haven't learned one thing and that is that your life this tea cup is your life he says you are so full of what you know where is there any room for what you don't know and isn't that a great message for for the beginning of this of this year and that is that i think perhaps before we start talking about what we want to accomplish maybe what we want to unaccomplish all of the things that we need to divest ourselves from to empty ourselves before we can start filling that cup of tea. Right? Uh, right. There's one quote I said here. Uh, I, I looked at today. T.S. Eliot for last year's words belong to last year's language and next year's words await another voice. Yeah.
1: So your question. I love that quote. T.S. T. Eliot. So, can you not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so how are you going to navigate these waters? I I failed. We failed. My wife and I failed
4: to some extent. We feel like we lose sometimes. We've got kids that are doing because they see parents that are
1: doing, doing, doing. The beautiful thing that I love, uh, Bill, is A, here's, here's one thing that I know about you, is your dad came from a very different country that was not like ours. And he had to come over here with no money because if he had, he'd have gotten in trouble. He wouldn't have made it. Not only would he have made it, but he would have been he, – he, he wouldn't have been alive, right? Yeah. So you're an immigrant. Now, are you an immigrant or is he an immigrant or is it both?
4: I, I am. I'm first-generation. I
1: was uh, 11 years old when we came to America. Okay. Immigrants. I love the story of immigrants. So I try to think like an immigrant, and they really value family. They really value what they have. So – and I don't. I think that you fail your way to success. I, I love that. Yeah, and definitely. so, to answer your question about your daughter, like, you know, what what I love and, and Zig Ziglar says is, you know, failure is an event, not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. And I don't believe for a second that you failed her. What I do know is that we're 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 always actively uh, messing up our kids. <laughs> I'm messing mine up. You're messing yours up. It's because there's, you know, we we cannot be all things and do all things. What I do know that if you'll list your value system in orders of importance, that you will, you know, fail your way in the right way. Okay. So to answer your question is how do I help my daughter understand what her why is, what her purpose is, and how do we help her achieve that? Is that what you're saying? So yeah, it's, and it's a, and it's sort of it's a it's a blanket
4: statement toward what we we've been cultured in Western culture, and that is that we we place value on what you get done and what mm-hmm. what what you what you instead of what you already are. The, what
1: you right. already are is the is the raw ingredient for what you want to become. Okay, right? so I'm I, I refer to myself, and I'm gonna I'm gonna write a book. Don't steal this title, Joe Hanson. Yeah. I'm going to write a book called "Successful Failure." Yes. Because and and this is what's really awesome. This week, I uh, last week. I'm sorry. I got a message from the superintendent of the school that I went to, my high school. <laughs> He's writing it down. Okay. <laughs> I know who he is. And so he was writing the book right now. Yes, yeah, <laughs> he. Yeah. Well, that's how he is. And so. I graduated high school with a with a strong 1.8, okay? So <laughs> now I read three books a month. I can't wait. I was in remedial reading when I was in school. All the stuff that you don't want your kid to be. But it was my superpower. And now I found my passion. And they, he said, you do motivational speaking, right? And I said, absolutely. And he said, how much? Now, I do charge a fee for service, but for him, it's for free because this, not for the teachers, but for the student that I could help to impact through the teachers to understand that doctors and lawyers all are great. But the number one problem in our society is that we, we, we try to make people, and one of my favorite quotes is Albert Einstein, if you if you if you try to teach a fish to climb a tree, he'll think it's stupid. And that's huge. So how do you do that? You find your purpose, and when you find your purpose, it your purpose will make a way.
0: By the way, Barry, my purpose is to get my friends in the automotive aftermarket to pay it forward and to bring this platform to everyone in the industry to find their Bachelor's degree from the School of Hard Knocks. It is amazing when you think of the power that exists in all the people that we know in the industry. And if you go back 186 episodes as to what I'm doing and you listen to them, there's so many very powerful takeaways that will shape and change and motivate. Everyone, you don't even have to be in the industry to listen to so many of them. But if you're in the industry and you're tagging on and you're with it, man, the power is there. And is as is evident by the incredible discussion here today, I thought last week was good. This customer loyalty thing last week, this one is like off the charts. And I can't believe I can't get out on Facebook Live. It's just bombing out. We're going to have to take this recording and and somehow get it out into YouTube and quickly up on Facebook this weekend so that the the bigger masses of the world, and until we grow our Huzzah, audience here. Uh, this is so powerful. Thank you all so much. I think the wisdom is is, is incredible. Now, by the way, we have our special guest, Joe Hansen, here. Incredible episode that I did with you, Joe. But, Jerry, I'm going to go back because you never, ever had a chance a half hour ago <laughs> to finish your
2: thought with us. Now I don't even remember what the thought was. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts, but I will, I will say I one thing. Like Billy. You know, we're entrepreneurs. OK, and I always have the joke that if somebody says, yeah, I'm working 12 hours a day. I say, oh, you're a part timer
0: because we're so we're so driven, Barry. I mean, you know, that's what everyone is saying is just, we set out to accomplish things. Barry, I love your disciplines. I love I love the, the tracking of, of what you're doing. You know, your seven houses. We could listen to you and say, I'm going to do this. But it's so much more harder to implement because, you know, you've got to find those mentors. You know, I, I love the writing down with your family. These are all, so, you know, I didn't do any of that. And, you know, I feel inadequate as a parent. And and when they're out of the house and they're often on their own and I'm empty nesting. And by, by the way, Bill, um, just call me and I'll tell you how cool empty nesting
2: is. I mean, I'm listening to Barry, and I'm going, I don't have time to write all these things down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See all that? That's I know. That's...
0: That's... He's a Ziegler guy, and, and there's so much, so much to learn from Ziegler.
1: I'm I'm Ziegler certified, legacy certified. It's the best decision I ever made. So what and about the team rest team of people? us
2: that aren't as disciplined?
1: You no, know,
0: I'll, I'll tell you about the rest of you. That's why there are certified coaches like Barry out there for uh, people like us. To, you know to hire or to listen to and 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 improve, and improve your
1: world so the number one thing jerry and, and I love that you locked up what is an Aston Austin Martin at one hundred miles an hour. Are you kidding me twice no, twice yeah no, no, wait a minute uh, l- let me just stop for a
0: minute and and praise Barry for just a, a moment here. Uh, obviously, Barry's a fan of the podcast because all the things that he's dropping here today is because he's listened.
1: People who continue to learn will inherit the earth. And I can't remember who said this, but the learned will find themselves beautifully equipped for a world that no longer exists. And I love that quote, and I wish I could remember who, who said it. I cannot, um, but you're right. But the number one thing Jim, is this. If you look at the highest achievers in the world— and Bill Gates, Bill said something about Bill Gates, which Joe loves because we, we go back and forth on this subject. But um the biggest highest achievers, Warren Buffett said this. Every yes that I give, I give ninety-nine no's. So Jerry, stop saying yes.
0: Well I think you bring up a great point, and the and the great point here is the, the value of the word no, Barry. And so Bill, it looks like what you did was said no to Fridays.
4: <laughs>
0: I'm going to put you on the spot, my friend. When are you going to break that?
4: Here's the answer for you, the way probably most people do. Today's the 13th of the month, right? I read a stat. We all know this. The, within the first two weeks, 95% of all folks that have set a, a resolution break it. So tomorrow, what, 90% of all the folks that signed up for those memberships at the gyms Get to break it, and what is what a sad, what a sad uh, narrative that is. And, and I think part of this is, and we can go into this discussion. Is I think a lot of times people affirm the the wrong thing. So I want to lose weight, right? You're not affirming the fact that you want to get healthier and gain muscle mass. You're saying, I want to lose weight. So because you have this negative, what you're actually identifying with is the fact that you are too heavy and you need to lose weight. So you focus on losing weight and then you create the back end to how you're going to cheat your way around it. And then people wonder why the diet industry is a disaster. And I think same thing with with, with our, our professional industry is, is I'm going to resolve to, you know, I, I, no, I'm no more, I, I'm no longer going to deal with with you know uh, price shoppers, I'm going to fire price shoppers. Well, it, the problem is you've built your business on a pricing paradigm that doesn't include features and benefits in it. So one of the resolutions that I've set forth, and you know how passionate I am about this, Carm, is I'm going to start codifying to our consumer not what we do technically and why we should get paid, but how expensive it is to hire this $49-an-hour this brake job guy you know you saw my post today with it with the the maple uh wood for brake pads you know know, know. it's 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 a joke but it isn't a joke i have a video that i'm going to put out next week with a brake line that was routed under a fuel tank that's a repair shop with an invoice with a technician certified on the invoice that's the amazing thing about this wasn't some some mickey mouse that 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 did this in a driveway. This is an, a repair shop in our industry that is responsible for something like this. My resolution is for us to continue to integrate very much in the same way that we're doing right now. Evermore integrating, what's the word that you coined? Cooperation.
0: cooperation No, it's, it's not my word.
4: You know, I, I heard it from you first, so I learned it from you. I, I give you the credit for that. We got to cooperate. We have to, cooperation has to become our thing. How cool is that? when we can sit at a table and we might fly different flags, but we can say, here, you know what? You build that mousetrap better than I can because I know that I'm going to learn from you, and that's how we evolve. That's how we've evolved. That's, what, that's the only way we're going to be able to evolve as, as an industry.
0: A great, great point. Now, um, Joe, I, I know you came on about a half hour ago. We asked you a few questions. Joe, you got anything to, to bring to our panel here?
3: I mean, on the topic, I would just say that how I've able to keep my resolutions, if you will, is to just have systems in place to protect myself from myself. I uh, learned to say no a lot and and it's not so much what I say yes to, it's what I'm saying no to this year.
0: Protect yourself from yourself. Woo. Okay. Let's go around the room and let's take a let's take a final. But before we get a final from everyone, I do have my quote of the week. Listen, don't forget Remarkable townhall slash town hall. And you could sign up and get into the audience and get a reminder every time we go live. We're doing this every Friday, noon Eastern, the only premier first automotive aftermarket town hall meeting. And if they continue to be as good as these last two weeks, uh, we're going to win some kind of Golden Globe Oscar Emmy kind of thing. I'm sure of it. My quote of the week and by the way it's it's all because the guests are bringing their passion to the discussion so I thank you all for that. Quote of the week is from Jim Rohn. In fact it was Marianne croce who mentioned something and I think there was some some side um, chat going on but here's the quote. Motivation is what gets you started, habit is what keeps you going. And we all could use a dose of that. Motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going from Jim Rohn. So let me, uh, I'll start with Jerry. We'll go to Bill. We'll go to Joe. We'll go to uh, Barry. Jerry?
2: I don't have a quote or anything. I'm just, I love this discussion. It was very good. I don't know if we kept on resolutions completely, but uh, it was a great discussion. I, I loved hearing everybody. I just want to now hire a service manager full-time so I can listen to these broadcasts and, and be educated.
0: Perfect. You know, uh, let, me, let me tell you why uh, I, I put resolution out. And it, I think it was just a strategic decision to say resolutions 2017 because we, we weren't going to talk about losing weight and all that stuff. And then, like you say, it's two weeks in. Why are we talking about this? Because I'm never going to do it anyway we really did go into the depth of where we needed to go. And that is to how to hold ourselves accountable for, for goals. And it doesn't need to be the beginning of the year. It could be what, what are your goals going to be in August for the last half of the year?
2: But I think Barry is right. We need to make sure that we have details of how we're going to accomplish those goals and put them into small pieces. That's what I did. Uh, When I talked to Rocky the other day, he says, that doesn't sound exciting. Your goals. I said, no, but they're manageable. I can get get them taken care of.
0: Yeah, well, there's another secret about having smart goals, and that's another whole hour we could talk about. Okay, Bill?
4: Quick story. Mother Teresa gets on a radio station <laughs> one day, and the, uh, and the announcer says to her, Welcome to America. I just want you to be aware of the fact that there's 100,000 people watching us today or listening to our voices today. Um, so let's get this started. Where do we send the money to? And she looks at him dead in the eyes, and she says, The, the kind of work that I'm doing doesn't require money. And so now he's embarrassed by the shallowness of his question. And he says to her, well, okay, surely you can use some food. Where can we ship the food to? And she says, the kind of work that I'm doing doesn't require feeding people. And mm-hmm. so now he goes to break. Oh, actually, he, go, he says to her, well, medicine, how about medicine? And again, the same answer. She says, the kind of work that I'm doing doesn't require medication. And so now he goes to break and he's practically on his knees. And he says to her, I get it. I get it. It's not about what we do for other people. What, what, what? What can I do? What can I do, to um, to to be to be who I need to be? And, and she says, "You really want to know what what you need? You know what you what you could do to help me here?" And he says, "Yeah, anything." And she says, "She says the next time you walk out of the studio and you're walking down the sidewalk and you find somebody who's living on the street, she says it's your job to convince them otherwise." And that that is my my last resolution for our industry, and that is that we leave no Man behind. Some, some people can't be saved because of the fact that they won't change. We understand that. But when somebody calls us, when somebody calls on us and says, "You know I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I need help." And this is men, right? This is us. We don't want help. We don't need help. It's just, I think what we need to do is be a good good role model. ask for, for help and, uh, and be gracious enough to get help. If you ask for help, then shut up and listen, and if you don't agree with it, then throw it out in the trash. But listen, give somebody a chance to to, to pay it forward or pay it backwards, whichever way that works. Mm-hmm.
0: I knew I could count on you for a very powerful ending statement. Joe?
3: Well, I don't have anything that powerful there, like, like William there. But uh, for me, when you guys were talking about accountability and, and Bill, how you were saying about being a good example for your daughter and that, and I think to me – I. I look at what my dad has done and he just provided an example of how we're supposed to do it. Right. He worked a lot and, and, and that's fine. It was, it was great for us. And I was able to see that and adjust what I want from that. But more, more importantly is that I also learned that I don't look to one spot for, for all my guidance. I have, I have for fitness, I have someone that I look to and stay accountable for fitness for, for, life coaching and planning obviously i talked to barry and you know so don't be afraid to have different mentors in different areas of our lives in order to stay on track
0: joe thanks for being a surprise pop-in guest great yes, words I want my
3: pop in here
0: yeah i know but you know what we'll fix that next time and by the way we had a great episode together and it was just it really was a special one barry
1: well, I'll try to make it a great one, you know, coming from what Bill said, Joe said and Jerry said, one of the things that I love is is this idea of diversity. Different people bring different things uh my my um physical mentor, his name is Mike Gardner, and I think he's listening right now, but we couldn't look any different. he's six five I'm not. He's got hair out to here. I don't. He has a nose ring. I don't. I love this guy. But what we're the same is, is our passion for people and helping people and exciting and getting around those people. But disagreeing is awesome. If you can disagree without being disagreeable and take the other person into account and seek to be seek to understand and not be understood first, right? That's a good... Uh, a good book too. And so that's what we want to bring is this diversity and understanding like Bill said, you know Mother Teresa understood the business she was in, business quote, right? And, and so we're we're not we're not in the business of automotive. We're in the business of helping people. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a Howard uh, Schultz quote, you know Starbucks, that's his why. And we want to make it diversity help other people understand. uh, You can disagree without being disagreeable. And that type of thing, my favorite quote in the whole world, it's by Zig Ziglar, right? Is you are where you are and what you are by what you put into your mind. You can change where you are. You can change what you are by what you put into your mind. So the question is, what are you feeding your mind? Gentlemen, Thank you all so much for being on.
0: Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the Premier Automotive Aftermarket Podcast. Until next time...